Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We are Kirsty and Amy, two professional organisers in Australia. Hi, Kirst. Hey, Ames. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Do you know that today's our first ever episode that starts with a, the letter Z? Is it? Isn't that interesting? It's like being on Sesame Street. Today's <laughs> podcast is brought to you by the letter Z. We've had Z in episode titles before, but never started one. Just, you know, random fact of the day. You are full of randomness. <laughs> <laughs> Another random fact of the day mm. is that our release date for this episode mm. is May. I know. How is May upon us? Of 2022. Yeah. Hold May. back. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing in May 2000? <laughs> oh, 2000. May 2000. Yes. May 2000. Okay. 2000. Um May 2000, this is a great question. I know the answer. No, I don't know the answer. I think I was still at uni that year. So probably by May I was about dropping out of uni. <laughs> so I could have been in economics or accounting or commerce or law. They were the main subjects I was doing in, in the year 2000. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely what I was doing. The first half of 2000 was spent at La Trobe Uni doing commerce arts. Not very much arts, a whole lot of commerce. What were you doing? So May 2020, no, 2000, I think my mum had come over and we were travelling, I think. In the UK? Yes, we, well, actually we went to Israel and oh. Turkey for a day and the Greek islands and the UK. Wow, that sounds nice. That's way more exciting than sitting in, like, the Agora Theatre at La Trobe Uni. <laughs> <laughs> way more exciting. That's all just to say that 22 years has Goes gone fast. past very quickly. Yeah. 
And this year, I feel like this year in particular has been the quickest yet. Really? Yes. I definitely think that the COVID years were quicker. This is still a COVID year. I know, but like, okay, in Melbourne, (laughs) in Melbourne, our lockdown Lockdown. years, because we were in lockdown for months and months and months and months and months and months and months. But doesn't that mean that it, they didn't go very quickly? I don't know. No, because it just all melded into one. There was like no start and no finish. Yeah. 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 Okay. I just thought we'd go there for a couple of minutes and now everybody wants us to talk about zones. So what do we mean by zones? <laughs> yeah. Should, should we get on to topic? Is that, yeah. is that what we're saying? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about zones and zones can look like a whole lot of different things, but the purpose of a zone is to separate and provide definition for categories and spaces. So it can be a boundary or a limit for keeping control of the amount of stuff and where the stuff lives and how much you keep and what types of things you keep together. So zones have a lot of purposes um, and some people just won't naturally ever think of their house in terms of zones or organising in terms of zones. So it's a much more organising focused episode today. Um, But yeah, tell us what you think about zones, Kirst. Yeah, and I think I agree with everything that you said. And I think that organising, even if we focus on organising, it helps with the decluttering. Because a lot of times we know <laughs> that lots of people try to organise first and then realise that they can declutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes it is really useful to figure out your zones first because that will help you to set limits and help you to figure out how much of something something, something you need. <laughs> Bring in back last week's episode. Throw back, throw back. Um, and so I think zones are like super, super helpful because then like, you know, when the kids are trying to play cricket in the house, you can say, is this the zone for cricket in the house? <laughs> and no. Kirst, tell us what happened when said child of yours played cricket in the house the other day. Uh, they broke a vase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every comic that was ever written is the vase gets broken. Yeah. Played out in so many movies around <laughs> the world. But probably not all of them cricket. Some of them no. may be baseball bats or... Yeah, something. Footballs of various forms. Yeah. So um, I think, yeah, like having zones is really helpful for you to determine what lives in and what the function of a space could be. Mm-hmm. So many good reasons to have zones. Yeah, and how do you know if something's out of place if it doesn't have a zone? Like literally the reason I would know something's out of place, say on the bookshelf next to me, is because anything but a plant is on top of it because that's a plant zone. And so if I put a cup or a book or a bit of rubbish or something on there, that's how I know it's out of place. That's how I know I need to find a home for it because it's it's where it doesn't belong. And the reason I know it doesn't belong there is because it's zoned. Mm. Now, I don't have a little label there that says like plant area. <laughs> I'm surprised at that actually. <laughs> Maybe I should. Um, but it is. We've got those natural zones set. Yeah. And so then you go, oh, that's out of place. That has to go somewhere else. Yeah. So zones um, set limits by creating a boundary, say mm-hmm. the top of your – Um, bookcase Mm -hmm. Um, they can provide designated homes for items Um, they absolutely allow for better function and flow in the home Mm -hmm. Um, they can 
clear, it can help you to um, break down a bigger task. <laughs> so you could, let's go into the wardrobe, use the wardrobe like we did last week. Mm-hmm. You could zone your wardrobe into winter clothes and summer clothes. Can you tell the seasons that we have in Sydney? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or, and so then when you go, okay, I want to declutter and reassess my wardrobe, you could just zone it in the, I'm only going to deal with my coats or my jackets or my winter yeah. clothes or my summer clothes. Mm. And the garbage truck the is garbage back. Truck's so back. your turn. <laughs> Um, so some of the zones that we use that I think could be really helpful is we have like the entrance zone and in the entrance zone for us is like face masks and umbrellas it's where our wallets and keys go Um, it's where sunscreen sits and it's that kind of drop and go grab and go zone Kirst, I know both of us, I'd be interested to talk about what our bathroom zones look like because I think bathrooms can often end up as just one big hot mess of products. And if you've got zones, which can look like different things, so zones can be defined by containers, a zone can be defined by a shelf, a zone can be contained uh, de- designated by a room, like there's so many different ways to organize in a zone but um, on my bathroom cabinet our cabinet is about like our bathroom vanity sorry is maybe 10 centimeters deep like really really shallow I can fit a tissue box on there and that's about the depth I've got Um, but I have little containers so like my brushes go in one any creams or ointments goes in one and hair stuff goes in one so they're zoned to there and when I need to know where to put it away it's super easy to find it tell me about your bathroom vanity because I know you do something similar yeah um, I'm thinking about the kids bathroom I mm-hmm. don't know why I've gone there but I have so we've got a basket for combs and brushes we've got little round baskets for Emily's hair ties and mm-hmm. she's got them separated she's got a few so she's got ones for clips the ones for hair ties ones mm. for ribbons and um headbands and then back under the bathroom sink we've got um a basket full of um the ointments and the creams yep that the kids can access and Mm -hmm. my kids are 10 and 12 they don't put uh, the objects in their mouth now (laughs) um and then we have we don't have them containerized at all but we have us designated space for my beloved toilet paper (laughs) (laughs) and the tissues Um, and then I definitely like I know where wheat bags are because they live in the kids bathroom I know Mm -hmm. where clippers are because they're also in the kids bathroom we've got a much deeper (laughs) we've got a normal size vanity normal yeah mine is abnormal yes your bathroom is tiny though it's tiny you couldn't yeah it's tiny but actually if I rebuilt our house, Kirst, I would probably keep it the same because it's such an efficient use of space. Like it is absolutely tiny, but it actually doesn't need to be bigger. Yes, and because you'd be designing it for you and Cal, who Correct. neither of you are overly um, high maintenance. No, in, no, we are not. In the, in the beauty area. In the beauty <laughs> department (laughs) no no we're not (laughs) yeah and similarly in our bathroom we we have containers 
um, for different products. So, mm-hmm. um, and so it's really easy again to know where to find stuff and yeah. where to put things back. That works really well in bathrooms and under sinks as well. Containerization. Yeah. Yeah. And really the the under the sink is also a zone. Like, you know, you're you're talking about zones that can expand and contract. So you've got under the sink is a zone, but then you may have within that the sponges if you're talking under your kitchen sink or under the bathroom Mm. sink. Mm. And so the zone really does just define where something lives. It's like finding a home for everything and everything in its home is within the zone. But the zone also captures other zones so for instance yes please explain my laundry shelves is a zone right so mm-hmm. it's a zone in and of itself but within that zone I've got like batteries and light bulbs and gloves and tools and paint tins and things like that it's because it's all needed within the same area so it's the tool and laundry zone And within that, I've got a container for the batteries, which is the battery zone. And so when you're thinking about zones, it's like, what makes sense to have together? What makes sense that when I'm in the laundry, it makes sense to have, um, let me think of an example, like our car cleaning stuff in the laundry. But for our family, it doesn't make sense to have the Christmas tree in the laundry, even though the Christmas tree is a zone in and of itself because it's in a bag. Do you know what I mean? Like you actually want to think about like with like within zones, it's very meta, zones within zones and out of zones and multi-zones and, yeah. Yeah, and there's absolutely a time and a place for having multiple zones of the same thing. Mm. Um, for instance, you may have two bathrooms. They may be on different levels of the house. So you may want towels in the upstairs bathroom and towels in the downstairs bathroom or you may have a pool and so you may want beach towels and pool towels accessible closer to the pool than upstairs in the upstairs linen cupboard can you give us an update on your pool just while we're at it hopefully by the time this goes to air it will be further along than it is (laughs) (laughs) but we are still in the curing process at the moment and we're just debating whether or not to tile the whole pool or to do beadcrete what's beadcrete like pebble crete you know like but you know that old like scratchy oh yeah yeah so an updated version of a scratchy Ah. pool (laughs) That's not scratchy anymore. Yeah, that you're not going to rip your skin off on. Yeah. So we're Mm. just umming and ahhing because we got the quote back for Simon had gone, yep, want a fully tiled pool, then got the quote back. And I'm all like, "Mm, how much do we want a fully tiled pool? Yeah. So we're we're still debating and umming and ahhing about are we going to regret that choice when money isn't. Correct. It's a long-term investment. Yeah. Because, you know, like like I said to him, I regret now mm. not putting a pool in and not sucking up the financial investment of putting a pool in seven years ago when we moved yeah. in here because yep. I we would have had a pool <laughs> for the last right. seven years and the cost of it would have been less than all for all those reasons. And yeah. the same, yep. like you don't really – you know, when you're buying a house, 
yes, it's a huge investment at the time, but years later, you may not even remember the exact figure that you yep. spent. And it's all proportional it. too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was just saying we need to make a decision for the long, we need to think about our future selves and what our future selves, are our future selves going to regret not paying that exorbitant amount of money yeah. <laughs> to put tiles in or are they going to be thankful that they weren't in debt for any more than yep. the cost of the book? Yes, that's right. It's almost a throwback to last week's episode where it's items versus space and you're trying to decide basically that. It's like the items versus the cost, like what's the cost benefit yeah. of this? Mm. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, zones. <laughs> zones. Yeah, back to zones. Um, and... Yeah, we were talking beach towels and that's how we got onto the pool. That's right. So yep. there's absolutely a time and a place for having multiple zones. You just want to be careful that there's not too many that you n- never know where to find Yeah, something. Yeah. Because what you could do is basically say that all of the beach and pool towels will live together rather than some are in the bathroom, even though there's going to be bath towels in the bathroom. Okay, but specifically beach and pool towels are going to live in the laundry or wherever. Yeah. So you can create the zones to be specific or wide-ranging depending on what you're wanting to keep in it and how many other places it will be kept in a house. Yeah, yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Talk to us, Kirst, about zoning a space so we've now talked we've talked about cupboards and shelves and that type of thing but when it comes to a room often when um we're working with clients there's a room that kind of has no direct purpose or vision and they're like well I kind of need somewhere to be able to study but also we need to spare room for when my parents come and stay but also where are the kids going to play what are some ideas around creating zones within rooms Great question. I think it also comes back to our episode last week is how much space do you want to give over to that particular purpose within a room? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, we've got a study or a spare room, but we want it to be multi-purpose, like you said. So what type of furniture are we going to put in there? Do we need? How often do we need a bed? Could it be a sofa bed so that we could use it as a sofa so I can watch the kids play or I could sit and lay on the couch and read a book or Mm -hmm. I can sit and do be on the computer and watching YouTube or doing a little bit of work while sitting on the couch and the kids have still got plenty of room in that floor space Mm. in that Mm. room to play Um, but then go okay where are we going to keep their their toys are they going to go in the cupboard in that room or are they going to line the walls of that room and therefore is there going to be room for a desk as well mm-hmm. so it really that's why it's really helpful to um know what the purpose of a room is 
is and think about the functionality and how your particular family, your you mm, in mm. particular, work and function in a home. Because what works for me in my home won't necessarily work for you in your home. And so what is it that will work for your home? And how do you still create zones within that one room so let's think that the room has got a let's presume that it's got a cupboard um and so you could then go okay we want space for our parents suitcases to live in the cupboard when they're here but we also want the kids toys to be in here because they only come in here when i'm when i'm working for instance or you know i'm i'm just entertaining the toddler while I'm trying to be in a meeting <laughs> so hmm. and I want them to be safe so I've got to close the door but I want don't want too many toys out and I don't want noisy toys in here I want quiet toys so I can not look like a harried mum on a zoom meeting <laughs> so then how do I make it easy for the toddler to get those toys so they probably need to be out or do they do we set it up before I go into the meeting So it's just thinking about the functionality and how you want to use that space Mm. and then deciding how much of that zone do you give over to those particular purposes. And I think one of the joys of being decluttered is that you do get to be creative in how you use that space. So, for instance, I we don't have a toy room, we don't have a second living room, uh, we don't have a separate dining room. Like our living space is just one open plan square, um, which is kitchen, living, dining, everything. But when the kids were little, did we have a play area? Yeah, we totally did, but it was zoned to next to the fireplace, you know, not when the fire's hot. (laughs) And did I have an area to study? Yeah, I did. It was just zoned to where the desk was in the corner of the room. And so you can create zones with furniture. So obviously the desk creates a work zone or you might have a play mat that creates a play zone Mm. or you may have, um, you know, as kids get older, you may have their consoles and that type of thing creates the gaming area and you're zoning based on what's there. You can also use your furniture as like physical zoning. So I want to split this living room into two. So I'll put the couch down the middle and on this side is living space and on this side is the playroom. So you can, you know, use that one big open space but have multiple zones within it. Yeah. I love it. So I want to encourage you to think about like is there something that seems out of control or cluttered in your home like how can you create a good zone for it and how do you contain it to Mm -hmm. that zone so even like thinking about countertops um, yes I was thinking that yeah so in my bathroom I have a, a plate a crystal plate that my grandfather won for me for my 18th birthday before I was born So it's a very sentimental piece for me, but I decided that I would use it in my bathroom because I wanted Mm. to see it every day and crystal plates aren't, crystal in general isn't really my thing. And so so I was like, okay, how could I use this? And so I've used it as my zone for all of my creams that like moisturizer and toner and um, cleanser and my hair hairspray stuff Mm. so it's not exactly 
the plate in and of itself is really pretty. <laughs> I think Simon would prefer it to be all under the countertop, but I like it out there because that helps me. I'm such a visual person. I need to be reminded to do <laughs> to put my cream on. If I put it under the bench, I yeah, never would. Yeah, remember. I would never do it. No. Um, and equally so, I've got a little, little um, container that my everyday jewellery goes in so that I am not rustling through my jewellery box to find a particular earrings. I've just got my most used earrings out on this little container. So, um, and we, we, we set that up for clients all the time, not only in their bathroom but in the kitchen. Um, and even you can think about how do I even zone things within cupboards? Like we've spoken a little bit about that already but another example is having the toaster on a tray so that you can pull out the whole tray and plug it in and all of the toast crumbs <laughs> stay all on a tray of the toast crumbs. yeah in, and you can just clean the tray off every couple of days or every day whatever you want or never um instead of it and then it clears off bench space yeah so and, and if you think way? of a zone too, Kirst, like I have a little zone where we've got the coffee machine that mm. I don't know what it's called, but where Cal like bangs the yeah. used grind things out and dunk, 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 and then the, the little thing comes out because he grinds his own beans. So that's next to it. And then there's the kettle and in the cupboard straight above it is mm. all our different teas and cups and coffee beans and all different types of things. So that is our hot drink making zone. And yes, those like the teas are not in the pantry. They're not with all our other food, but they don't need to be because the zone that they get used in is near the kettle. And so we've created that little zone. Yeah. And I think the same goes for um, like out in the garage is another or, you know, basement. Mm, There's mm -hmm. other spaces where it is a catch-all where you've got loads of different products within and loads of different zones and but making it and thinking about how do you even categorise those zones and and break that large zone of a garage down into mini zones. So totally. you've got a zone for the tools, you've got a zone for the balls, you've got or even like you've got a zone for cricket, you've got a zone for rugby, you've got a zone for AFL, you've got a zone for soccer, you've got a zone for baseball, zone for softball, whatever, so that you're not, you know, going through everything to find that one thing that you need. One of the things that I think is really helpful with what you're talking about, Kirst, is when you're zoning seasonal things mm. because there's nothing worse than like having a heap of Christmas decorations in the, and you know they're in the garage but you're not actually sure where they are. And so you set up Christmas and you're like, oh, we're a bit short on baubles or lights or whatever and you go out and buy them. And then when you're packing it away in the end of January or whenever you're doing it and you're like, oh, there's that whole box of Christmas decorations I forgot about. Whereas if you'd had like the Christmas zone Mm. and you had them all on one shelf or all in one corner or all together, you're much more likely to be able to use what you've got. And we have found this with camping. So Mm -hmm. we don't have a garage or anything like that, but we do have a garden shed. And in the garden shed, we have all our camping gear and it's all together because the last thing I want to do is go camping and take 
all but like one box mm-hmm. and that one box might have the frying pan or <laughs> something that you really the need. Gas burner or the yeah, so you, burner. You actually want these zones so that you don't forget stuff. Yeah. Like that's it's really important because it helps you reduce that frustration and helps you having to, you know, while you're going camping, go, oh, we forgot two of the air mattresses. They must have been put somewhere else and then you've got to go buy them again from Kmart while you're away. Yeah, if there is a Kmart anywhere close to you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it really helps people to be able to, like you said, put things away. Um, and when you have created zones, it's easier for you to redirect other people yeah. to those zones because we all know that children and partners and ourselves when we're being lazy can just put things down and not put them away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the kids come back from riding a bike and they just leave it out on the front lawn <laughs> and you're like, kids, where do the bikes go? Yeah. And there's a space for the bikes in the garage or in the shed or wherever mm-hmm. it happens to be in your home um, and they can learn to put them away there. Mm. And also if someone, if you're not putting something away properly, better that you put it in the zone than just randomly anywhere. So if my kids are not going to put the sunscreen away properly, I would prefer at least it's in the kind of area where I'm going to go look for it. So yes, they may not have put it in exactly the right spot, but it's in the it's in the zone and I'm okay with that because it's then a really quick find rather than searching the house or where in the world is the bottle of sunscreen gone. Yeah, and on that note, if you're finding that they're not even putting it in the zone, maybe think that's a really good indication and particularly if it's you who has designed the zone and you're not even able to put it back in the zone, like maybe analyse why that is. It's a good opportunity to go, well, should the zone actually move because I'm notoriously not putting it back in the zone? Yeah. And is that because the zone is too complicated? Is it because it's too far away from where I actually use, use the item? Is it because... What it, you know, is it because I have an ADHD and I just don't do that? <laughs> I don't yeah, put like things away. Yeah, where's it falling down? That's right. Yeah, and and all of those answers are fine. Like it, there's nothing wrong with any of those answers. It's then solving for that problem mm, mm. because it could just be laziness. Cool. Okay, then I just need to encourage the children again and again <laughs> to put it away because it <laughs> really is two centimetres away from where you put it down. Yeah, child. it's really not far, kiddo. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. you can go, actually, let's re- reassess where we want these things to live because it's just yeah. not working for our family. Love it. May I read a review? Uh, yes. Is it your turn? I think it is. Ooh. I think it might be. There's, There's two reviews. Like, let's do one each. Yay. The first one is from Britta's 77 via Apple Podcasts in the US of A, and it's a five-star review titled Love Your Show. I've been listening for a while now, and I have been on a minimalism journey for a few years. I love to listen while I'm decluttering as it gives me extra motivation. Thanks for all your tips. And this next one is from CJL. UK via Apple Podcasts and obviously from Great Britain. It says, calming friends in your ears and another five-star review. A relaxed and calming show to support people through their decluttering journey. Amy and Kirsty's style is like having two friends chatting with you whilst you go for a walk, do some driving or work, etc. A great experience and a big kiss. Thank Mwah. you. 
<laughs> happy to be calming friends in your ears and happy to be motivating friends in your ears. Yeah, and supportive. Yeah, all of the things. So this week, if you were born in 1977, like I'm going to assume that Britta's yeah, is, yep. I would love you to leave a review for us. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us what you love. It doesn't have to be long, but it can be as long as you like. 1977 babies. I'm pretty sure you're a 77 baby, Kirst, aren't you? I am a 77 baby. So we are either 45 or turning 45 this year. Jeepers! <laughs> Halfway Excellent. to 90. The halfway to 90 people, put your hands in the air and give us a big review. (laughs) Give us a big review. And until then, we will see you next week, declutterers. Keep up the great work. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.